0: to multiverse of your guide of the comic book multiverse sound podcast forum did i mess up the intro well you know what i didn't mess up what actually having you physically here for this episode oh yeah let's high five yeah that wasn't just me doing it because i probably would have made a better clapping That's true <laughs> yeah Devin and i are here and Devin is tweeting to uh exod podcast friend jenover Overstreet about mass effect 3 but this week we are going to be talking about well we're going to be doing a two-parter episode because it's a horrible headache we are talking about avengers forever which was the 12 issue kurt Busiek avengers series of pencil with pencils by carlos pacheco inks by jesus marino colors by steve Oliff. Letters by Richard Sarkins and Albert DeSchenze. And Avengers Forever is weird. Because it started off where Busiek wanted to do a uh, like mini-series about what happened if Captain America was never fished out of the ice. But it came out the same time as Mutant X. And so Marvel didn't want to let them do that. And so we got Avengers Forever. And there's sort of like three ways to approach it. Because mm-hmm. you can do it as... Oh yeah, this is a guide for retcons and cleaning up a lot of confusing continuity, which it works best as, but then you have a lot of pointless story stuff that doesn't really work. Uh, The second is a story which doesn't really work because there are like entire issues pretty much that are devoted to, Oh no, you thought this thing happened? Nope, it was a space phantom the entire time.
1: Oh, and actually, there's a question now, because I wonder if we have to remove a universe from our list. Which one? This is the storyline that uh, made Agents of Atlas, that what-if canon.
0: Their universe still still exists, even though it gets removed. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't numbered, so it exists somewhere in that. Fair. Oh, hello, Kitty. Look at you giving me the stare down. Yeah yeah so this is going to be sort of a headache and like we've got king the conqueror bullshit and you got a cute kitty here and that cute kitty wants attention yeah she's gonna knock open the mic oh there we go uh but we start off on earth 9812 in the 26th century which is a art which is a Alpha Centaurian planet. Uh, they're the dudes who have blue skin and red mohawks like Yandu does, and their planet is currently under assault by the Galactic Avenger Battalion Theta 4, which is led by John's Rickard, and it consists of hammer troopers, repulsor troopers, shieldsmen, and the Microswarm, which are respectively inspired by Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, and Ant Man. And, like, the entire planet gets decimated, and we find out from John's. Or Jones that uh, it was because 12 people from the planet rebelled against the Terran Empire. And all the while there are these three unnoticed figures who are looking on. And I mean, it's a great way to start off the series. Cause oh, it's yeah. like,
1: Oh, it started off really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the Avengers are on the S.H.I.E.L.D. slash base. That is being set up in the blue area of the moon. Where Rick Jones is currently stuck in a stasis bubble and we get a recap of his involvement with the Avengers, like how he initially helped to assemble them, uh, how they fought against foes like Space Phantom and King the Conqueror, I say putting in highlighted names for things you'll need to remember later, and how during the kree Scroll War, the Supreme Intelligence, which is a giant brain gestalt of like all the Kree that came before and it guides the Kree, awakened the Destiny Force, which let rick jones summoned back forgotten heroes to fight and the they ended the centuries-long war we'll eventually get to covering the Cree scroll war on some level because i know there's what ifs about it yeah like that would be a nice thing to do because like a lot of those events that are really old like atlantis attacks or uh, that stuff like i don't see a lot of the podcasts that are made to help people covering them like when uh explain the X-Men covered Atl- Atlantis attacks. They did it very quickly and only covered the X-Men and stuff that was important, mm-hmm. which was not a lot of stuff. But there's still stories that were written and that like laid groundwork that ended up being important later on. Or just got horribly ignored because it didn't really matter and it was just made to sell comics. Um but yeah, after he ended that war he partnered with Captain Marvell who was Captain Marvel, who he'd swapped places with in space to summon uh, because of some negabans, but now he is in a weird coma state, and because the Avengers are out of ideas, they have brought him to the Supreme Intelligence, who the Avengers had captured, who orders the team to leave Rick with him, which the Avengers are hesitant to do, but they ultimately comply with. And it, like this is also an interesting setup because it's like if you don't have any familiarity you're still following along they're explaining just what you need like, yeah,
1: let's put in more rick jones because we love rick jones
0: yeah i don't get the appeal of rick jones
1: like they even pulled that shit in the hunger when they had galactus come over there yeah guess he was like the big hero who had to save the day rick jones
0: in the hunger yeah, in Hunger,
1: with all the Ultimate stuff. Oh. When glad just went over.
0: I didn't read that. I did. I well, did, read
1: really, like, the entire Ultimates.
0: Yeah. Uh, a
1: couple, about two years
0: ago. Yeah, I had covered that, like, a while before, but, like, I ended with, like, the weird X-Men where they were setting up their base in the desert. Hmm. It was Comics and elsewhere in limbo it's lim- good
1: that that franchise ended
0: yep and we have a, a mysterious robot figure who appears and he talks about some stuff like balance and he's concerned about the supreme intelligence's goals which the supreme intelligence is like oh yeah no I just want to fix that tree evolution shit that, uh, that messed up so the robot figure just disappears and elsewhere in limbo which is the space time limbo which is not Ileana's hell limbo uh, we have Immortus, who is the Master of Time. And Immortus is complicated. Because mm-hmm. Immortus is Nathaniel Richards, who is a descendant of Doctor Doom and also Reed Richards. In some undefined way. I have a feeling that it, like, deals with Valeria. But they're purposefully keeping that ambiguous. Yeah. And, so it doesn't become creepy. Yeah. And so normally... Nathaniel Richards, in the future, travels back in time and becomes the Pharaoh Ramatat in Egypt where he messes with the Fantastic Four, gets defeated, and he leaves in his time machine, which is a Sphinx. Which is like THE Sphinx. Uh, He then meets with Doctor Doom and travels to an alternate timeline where he becomes the Scarlet Centurion. We last saw a version of the Scarlet Centurion in the Squadron Supreme episode. Mm Mm-hmm and sometimes he succeeds and sometimes he doesn't and we'll cover uh, one of those universes uh, Earth-689 where he ends up getting Avengers to fight one another Uh, we'll cover that sometime but when he gets his ass kicked in this timeline he ends up deciding to take armor inspired by Doctor Doom and he becomes the King and he becomes King the Conqueror where instead of like trying to take over weak nations he's going to try and conquer them or weak timelines he's going to try and conquer them so you with me so far Devin? a little bit and so as king of the conquer he takes over a future earth that had been defeated and like conquered already by other alien races and he's like yeah this isn't really enough of a challenge so he wants to go back and conquer earth when it's at the peak and when it's actually got people who are worth defending it and that's when he becomes kang the conqueror the avengers villain who like shows up in avengers number eight and eventually time passes on and he becomes Immortus, who decides he wants to more casually control the uh, multiverse by culling out universes that don't fit as opposed to fighting with them and conquering them and then there's also the universe where nathaniel richards becomes iron lad Which doesn't really matter. But the important thing is that all these different versions of Nathaniel Richards pretty much hate each other. Mm -hmm. Because it's like when you look back at what you did as a kid, you're like, oh, that was really dumb and stupid. And also, I am the worst. Oh, giddy. And also, I am the worst. It's like that Harry Chapin song, but you read the lines out of order. So, Immortus ends up sending Tempest back in time. Tempest is a crystal time monster. Uh, who's going to try and kill Rick Jones but before he's able to Kang the Conqueror shows up and stops him. Immortus gets angry and orders Tempest to kill Kang who ends up destroying Tempest instead and out of like Tempest's body Immortus is able to release an army of like time soldiers and this is what starts what is called the Destiny War. As Kang is facing down the army Rick Jones awakes which the Supreme Intelligence is happy about because now his plan could be activated, so the mysterious robed figure shows back up, taps Rick Jones, and ends up summoning seven Avengers. The first one is Captain America, who had just seen a top, ah, uh, who had just seen a top government leader kill himself instead of being taken to justice. Which it's Richard Nixon. It's just not named as Richard Nixon. What? Uh, cause, oh
1: thanks Luke remember comics don't deal for your world politics
0: yeah uh, he had been the leader of the secret empire so this is a point where Captain America's faith in the government is really shaken uh, there is a current at the time version of Wasp and Giant Man where Giant Man is pretty. Giant Man Hank Pym has dealt with a lot of the horrible choices that he's made in the past he's trying to make up for it and Wasp has become a lot more confident of a leader. There is Hawkeye from the point where he had been there is Hawkeye from the point where he had left the Avengers, where he was a Goliath because he had size changing powers, and he was in the circus with Hercules at the time, so he only has normal arrows instead of all the trick arrows. There is a future version of Captain Marvel who is Genis Vell, who is the son of the original Captain Marvel, who had worked with Rick Jones in the past. There's Songbird, who is a reformed member of the Thunderbolts, who comes from a future where she was an Avenger, which is Earth 98120. And then there's Yellowjacket, from the time period where he was crazy balls just before he married Janet, and he does not know that he is actually Hank Pym. He believes that he killed Hank Pym. And have you read a lot of stuff from this time period? No. Yeah. It's... Like, it's weird because, like, do the Avengers just say, no, you you, you are, you know, let's not bother with this. Like, it's just weird stuff. But he is a jerk and he is also amazing as a result. So the Avengers go to fight and they're doing well. And unfortunately, though, Kang's time control is weakening. Luckily, Rick Jones gets... uh, luckily rick jones gets powered up by the destiny force again and even though his legs are broken uh yep great shit that doesn't make sense i had to put a point about rick's legs not working so uh the avengers go to fight and they're doing well but king's time control is weakening until rick jones gets uh powerful because of the destiny force again so mortis leaves and king tells the avengers to uh look after Rick whose power fades away again. And the hooded man reveals himself to be Libra, who had been part of the Zodiac cartel, but who is now working for cosmic balance. And also his daughter is Mantis, who is loosely tied into Guardians of the Galaxy. She was some she was the Celestial Madonna, which is pretty much she's go, she was supposed to give birth to the child who would reshape the destiny of the universe that really didn't happen and yeah it, yeah comics are weird like that's one of the things this book has so much continuity that is at the same time important to clarify for people who care about that but it's really unimportant to the stories yes yes uh, he ends up leading this team of Avengers into the In-Between Place, or the Place Between Places, which is a space that only he can reach, and he explains his whole balance deal. Uh, he retcons the fact that he had been Moonraker. Uh, that version of Moonraker was actually a space phantom. Uh, space phantoms are the servants of Immortus, who they can touch you, send you into a alternate space where they... Are able to assume your form, memories, and powers? And yeah, so so Libra ends up bringing them to Chronopolis, which is Kang the Conqueror's stronghold, which is currently under attack. And it's weird because it's made out of like different slices in time because it has to touch all mo- moments in time at once to avoid being affected by time changes. And when they end up reaching the central citadel, they find that Immortus is waiting for them there. The team attacks. uh, The team attacks Immortal. Ah, shit. The team attacks Immortus's forces, and Yellow Jacket is really confused on why Janet is asking. The team attacks Immortus' forces, and Yellow Jacket is wondering why Wasp is actually like really independent here, because she was able to grow out of Hank's shadow and the team assembles when Hawkeye ends up finding a dead version of who he thinks is Red Wolf but he is actually part of King of the Conqueror's anacronauts who are the personal guard of King of the Conqueror who come from like different time periods and it's not actually Red Wolf it is Red Wolf's ancestor which doesn't really matter but it's like one of these things that they like try and point out like the level of continuity here I I, it was just too much yeah the important stuff ultimately
1: like we'll just let it go
0: yeah Uh, stuff
1: doesn't make sense comic fans are always willing to just let it go mm -hmm.
0: so they return to King of the Conquer and start asking questions that like really only matter for those continuity people but the important stuff is that Immortus had previously been frozen by the Timekeepers, but he is free now because he's willing to work with the Timekeepers, and now he wants to get something called the Heart of Forever, which will allow the user to make changes to history without creating new timelines. And the Heart of Forever is what, uh, and the Heart of Forever is what powers Chronopolis. Immortus pretty much wants to remove timelines from existence. Uh, cleanly, unlike King, who wants to just conquer them. And the Avengers realize that, you know, it's better to work with a guy who's just going to, like, kill and conquer, as opposed to removing them from reality. And the team has some downtime. Janice reveals that he comes from a time after the Destiny War, where Rick Jones is dead. Wasp tries to comfort Captain America, who's com- who is questioning his place on the team. And Hawkeye gets a fancy new bow and hangs out with a giant man that is when a sends in a army of time soldiers Hawkeye finds out that his new bow is essentially shooting like anti-tank ballistics which is pretty great Uh, Rick whose legs have been broken uh, was floating around in a chair that gets destroyed by a Viking but the destiny power reawakens and he is able to fix his legs and stop the Viking but King's forces are forced to retreat and the king who they're with now is actually a different king than who they'd met with before because time travel bullshit. Yep. Uh, he orders that the Avengers take Rick, so they all retreat to the Time Sphinx. And King tries to destroy the Heart of Forever, but Tempest returns and knocks King out. So Immortus is able to retrieve the heart and takes everything that is in Credopolis and forms it into the Forever Crystal, which effectively destroys Kang's base. Libra, the Avengers, and Rick are now stressed out as they're trying to figure out how to control the ship, and Giant Man and Jacket working together are able to get a hold of the controls, but Yellowjacket is pissed off that Giant Man ends up being better at it than he is, and Giant Man ends up finding three chrono anomalies, which are part of the temporal balance which are part of the temporal imbalance that Immortus is using. So they plan to stop these, and Wasp ends up dividing everyone into teams. So Hawkeye, Songbird, and Yellowjacket are on one team, Giant Man and Cap are on the second team, and Wasp and Captain Marvel are on the third team with Rick staying behind. Cap and Giant Man end up on Earth 9930, where the Earth is in a post-apocalyptic timeline that is under attack by War of the Worlds-style Martians, you know, with the tripods and shit. And they find the Avengers of the time, who are Thundra, who's the stereotypically super-powered feminist supreme, uh, Joe Costa, who is the female android that Ultron made. And she is pregnant in this timeline because of Machine Man getting biz Oh, yeah. There's Living Lightning, who is one of the first canonically gay superheroes, who is also Living Lightning. Uh, There's Black Panther, who is the classic T'Challa Black Panther, except he's old. There is Killraven, who was in a lot of Marvel Adventure comics, where it was pretty much just him beating the shit out of Martians. And there is Crimson Dynamo, who is the former Iron Man villain. And in this universe, all the other Avengers have died and Black Panther realizes that they're coming from the Destiny War and hopes that they're able to help out. Giant Man finds out that Jokasu is sort of like his grandchild. Giant Man finds out that Jokasu is pretty much his grandchild, is now impregnated, which is really weird because this is a robot birthed by robots. But with the help of the Avengers, the team is able to turn the tide of the battle and save the last 50,000 people on the planet. Meanwhile, Songbird, Yellowjacket, and Hawkeye go back to the Wild West times and find themselves during the events of Avengers number 142, where King the Conqueror weirdly went back in time to conquer a town in the Old West by like, turning people into mindless zombies. And he also used dinosaurs to fight the cowboy heroes at the time. And Songbird keeps Hawkeye and Yellowjacket from interacting with the events because she knows that the Avengers are going to come back and deal with this so this can't be the chron- so this can't be the Chronol anomaly and also there's a Marvel superheroes role-playing game campaign based on this
1: oh nice. Mm-hmm.
0: so she flies them out of the town to their cave and they find that the chronosphere is gone and the king the Conqueror who is back in the future ended up leaving a message basically saying you stole my time sphere, so screw you guys and he booby traps the place, Songbird is likely able to save them, and Yellowjacket is being a jerk and hitting on Songbird since Wasp had turned him down. That's when Hawkeye's like, yeah, you know, you're a piece of shit, and also you're Hank Pym, which Yellowjacket doesn't believe. That is when Black Rider, Reno Jones, and Kid Cassidy show up, at first looking for a fight, but Songbird is able to get them to all stand down, and as they sit around the campfire at night, Hawkeye attacks because he realizes that some of these characters had died earlier or they were too far away to be reached because they had claimed to be sent by some of the Wild West heroes. And it turns out that they're actually space phantoms. And previously, everyone believed that there is only one space phantom. Meanwhile, Janus Val, Captain Marvel, and Wasp are sent back in time to 1959 on Earth 9904 previously covered in episode number four
1: yeah
0: uh it is a fourth of july party in smallville and richard nixon is going to be there and if you don't remember this universe is home to a small operation known as the agents of atlas who catch hints of wasp and genus talking about nixon going to china as being a major point of importance they're afraid that they are going to shanghai the president and genus val also notices that nixon is a scroll agent when they go to change on their superhero forms they are attacked by the agents of atlas who are gorilla man marvel boy human robot venus and 3d man because namorita is namora is not here because namora is not here and jimmy woo is currently on a mission elsewhere which so close yep wasp tries to get them to come down Wasp tries to get them to calm down, but Genus has no time for this, so they get into a fight. As Rick watches, like, what's going on in all these places. Wasp and Genus are winning until Venus uses her love powers to take down Genus, who reveals that he is in love with Songbird before getting punched out. Wasp, without Genus around, is able to talk and explain what is going on with uh, Nixon, because Marvel Boy can read minds. And when they try and confront the government about Nixon, the FBI shows up. Genus feels uncomfortable and reveals that both of the FBI agents are space phantoms. And Rick messages them to get out because he senses something bad is going to happen. As Nixon finishes his speech, a mysterious general shows up and reveals Nixon to be a scroll because that man is Immortus, who then ends up who then ends the timeline because if the scrolls were allowed to survive it would have made the humans afraid of aliens, so they would set out to conquer the stars instead of explore. And Genus and Wasp barely escaped back to the time stream. When they return, they see moments of Nathan Richards' life, like when Ramatop met Doom, when Immortus did something to the Human Torch, which was the android version of the Human Torch, not the Johnny Storm, uh, when Immortus showed up at the, vi- the marriage of Vision and Scarlet Witch, that was also weirdly the marriage of mantis and swordsman like that's that's a weird thing that i didn't know about yeah uh when thor gave up his time travel powers to save the home planet of the space phantoms when vance astro met his future guardians of the galaxy self uh working with the badoon uh at the time when machine man and jocasta got married Uh, The time Grim Reaper and Space Phantom worked together when Grim Reaper wanted to put Visions brain into Cap's mind. Like, it's a lot of weird stuff. It's more continuity stuff. And back in 9930, Cap feels distraught seeing the uh, Memorial to the Dead Heroes. But Black Panther ends up bringing them to Wakanda, where they want to get vibranium so they can make a new spaceship. Giant Man is interested in how Jocasta ended up being pregnant. And in Wakanda, they end up visiting the Vibranium Mines. They are attacked by bugs that eat electricity, who knock out Crimson Dynamo and Living Lightning. Before their mother, Morning Prey, shows up, she attacks Jokasa, which ends up sending her into labor. So Giant Man is able to disrupt the attack. When Cap goes to check on Morning Prey, uh, he is able to communicate with her. She is basically freed by a robed man from a Martian lab laid her eggs in the vibranium which the insects feed on as jocasta's labor intensifies and captain america and black panther discuss how convenient everything was that it pretty much worked towards keeping uh the humans on earth like the martian attacks uh vibranium being the main thing that they needed for a spaceship there being no other spaceships and with the wee roe baby born Captain America and Giant Man return to the Sphinx, leaving a human-controlled but devastated Earth. Back in the Wild West, the Avengers uh, event happens as needed, and realizing that they still need to get back, the three end up hitching a ride in King the Conqueror's time machine that is getting ready to leave, where they steal a time sphere. Yellow Jacket has kept on hitting on Songbird, who has started to warm up. And that's when Hawkeye knocks her out because he knows that no one can really love Yellow Jacket. That's true. And it turns out that uh, Songbird had been replaced by Space Phantom, which, when he gets knocked out, Space Phantom, uh, yeah, when Space Phantom gets knocked out, Songbird returns, and that is where we will end the first part. Lots of mysteries and not a lot of answers. And we do have some. Uh, universes that we can put on to trials of the multiverse so are you ready Devin?
1: do you want to do it now or do you want to do it all in one
0: big <sighs> uh, thing yeah we can do them all later okay so we'll be back later this week for part two see you then